Hello and welcome to Occupied Thoughts, a podcast brought to you by the Foundation for Middle East Peace. I'm Peter Beinart, a non-resident fellow with the Foundation. Today is October 29, 2021. I am honored to be joined today by Gabby Lasky, an Israeli human rights attorney and member of Knesset with the Merits Party. Gabby is one of Israel's most high-profile human rights attorneys. She has extensive experience defending Palestinians in Israeli military courts and also has represented and advised Israeli human rights organizations. We're lucky that Gabby made time for us today so we can talk about what, about what happens when the state of Israel declares Palestinians terrorists, a conversation that's urgent to have now because on October 22nd, 2021, the Israeli government declared six Palestinian human rights groups to be, quote, terror organizations, unquote, a designation that effectively outlaws the groups, criminalizes their work under Israeli law, and enables Israel to seize assets, arrest staff, prohibit funding, and prohibit public expressions of support and solidarity. With this terror designation, the Israeli government has escalated its longtime efforts to crush the Palestinian organizations that document Israel's ongoing violation of Palestinian human rights and seek to hold Israel accountable. Gabby, before you entered the Knesset, you were directly involved in legal work that is connected or adjacent to what is happening now with these six organizations. Based on that experience and expertise that you have, can you talk to us about what's happening today? Well, actually, the situation is very strange since there are two different laws that apply in Israel and in the occupied territories. And the declaration by the Minister of Defense, um, Benjamin Gantz, applies only in Israel. It does not apply in the occupied territories. And the military government, which rules over the occupied territories in the West Bank, has not made the same declaration, meaning that in Israel, these organizations are known or subject to terror laws, and in the West Bank, they are not, which makes the, the, the situation um, laughable, because if someone is known to be a terror organization, it should be everywhere in, in the area. So in the one hand, in Israel, um, probably they, the, the declaration was made in Israel, so all the, the European governments that do um, send um, money to, the, to these organizations, they pass it through banks in Israel, meaning that they are not able to do that now because of this new declaration. But actually, the people that work in these organizations, and I'm, I'm familiar with the work mostly with three organizations that are the legal organizations, which are Adamir, DCI Palestine, and El Haq, they can continue their work in the, in the West Bank, even they can come to the military courts and represent Palestinians, um, although in Israel, they are now declared to be terror organizations. So first we have to know that the situation is, is not um, is not only unclear, but it's not. Um, it it shows us that there is that it's more a political declaration than a, than one based really on the, on evidence or or things like that. Gabi, can I just can I just follow up on that before we go on? Do you you why don't you think that they've also used that same designation in the West Bank itself? Because they haven't. Because but, you. But why not? What's the, why? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. In uh, the one hand, it could be a bureaucratic explanation to it, that it takes some time to do it in the West Bank. But I think that if it would be a serious declaration, then they would have to make it at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and they haven't done that. Mm -hmm. um, 
And otherwise, the, the next explanation is the one that it's only politically based, that they only want to stop the funding, but they, they don't really think that the people that supposedly act in a terror organization should be detained or not allowed to go to the office or to go to the courts. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, um, so um, the just to, to, to continue, um, uh, the since the designation of these six groups as terrorist organizations, there's been a huge wave of support for them um, from Israeli human rights organizations, civil society organizations around the world, um, some members of the government in the US and elsewhere coming out to defend them. Um, and at the same time, on the other side, you hear people say, well, you haven't seen the evidence against these six organizations, but you're defending them. Um, so can you talk to us about how and why you're defending these organizations when presumably you haven't seen the secret evidence against them? Well, actually, those people that are saying that we should call them um, terrorist organizations, they haven't seen the evidence either. Um, so in, in that sense, we're in the same part. But what I can say is that I've worked closely with at least three of these organizations, as I said before, the legal ones, and they are very well-known organizations, not only in the West Bank, but also internationally. We know that um, El Haq is a very well-known organization with a lot of credibility uh, world, uh, world round. Um, we also know that the funding governments and organizations are, are very, um, have, have been looking very closely into, into the funds that they, that they send. And not only that, um, several months ago, the Israeli government has sent to them some, um, some kind of evidence or things like that, telling them that they should stop the funding. And those uh, countries didn't stop the funding. And we also know that this whole issue began with, um, with, uh, with NGO Monitor, that is the same organization that in the past has tried to stop Israeli human rights organizations. Um, and now some of the evidence is based on, on reports written by this organization. I'm not saying that, that, that not only because that they wrote the, the, the reports, it, they, it's, the, the reports vis-a-vis uh, -vis are, are not credible, but um, I, I, I've seen some of the evidence that, that, um, um, that was gathered because of another organization that is not, was not declared now as a terrorist organization, but I've seen some of it and I, and I, I believe that at least um, it, is not, it is not strong evidence and it does not implement, imply that all the organizations are working with uh, terror organizations who are in themselves terror organizations. And we can see this in the declaration sheets as well. Some of the organizations are, um, are declared to be terror organizations because contacts with terrorist organizations or terrorist acts. But the other ones, um, the legal ones, are just, it's written that they represent terrorists in the courts and things like that. But, you know, also um, the right-wing uh, organization Hanonu represents Israeli Jewish uh, terrorists, and it's not. But that's the work of a lawyer or a lawyer or an organization that gives um, 
uh, legal aid. And uh, you're not, because your client committed offenses, it doesn't mean that your organization is working uh, as a terror organization or uh, is a terror organization in itself. I, what has been your experience in the past when Israel has um, accused organizations of being terror organizations and then presented the evidence? What, what kind of evidence do they, have they cited in the past? How strong has it tended to be? Again, I can't, I can't tell you exactly because it always is, the evidence is kept secret. So it is very difficult to fight um, this, this kind of um, declarations while your eyes are, you know, are, 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 are you know, covered, are, yeah. are covered and, you yeah. know, and, and you don't know what you're dealing with. But mostly in this instance, like this is the first time that real um, organizations that their core work is human rights work and that they're known internationally as, as, uh, as legitimate and very, um, very well-known organizations uh, that are working for human rights and they have a lot of um, a, a lot of projects that can be proved and that can be shown and you see the work that they do every day this is like the first time that these organizations are put in the front and um, and declared as as terror organizations so this is a very a very different case than some of the other cases um, nobody's saying that um, that they directly or used uh, used force or violence or committed terror offenses or things like that. I'm not saying that it's not possible that in some organizations um, there are people that that are connected to, to terrorism and those people should be um, arrested and uh, imprisoned if after after trial. I'm not saying that. But it doesn't mean that all that the organization in itself is uh, a terror organization. It's the same as we would say, like Barilan University, because Igal Amir came out of Barilan University, um, and he and he is and he committed um, a heinous crime. And, and um, um, it doesn't mean that Barilan is implicated in 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 that, or that we should declare Barilan as as a, a terror organization that's that is has no um it's not legitimate and and has no 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 cause of connection and i think that what they're trying to do now is that they're trying to to connect between both of them i'll i have to say and people have to know one of the organizations um the agricultural committee um, one of the workers there, or some of the workers there, did commit a terrible um, terrorist attack um, and that killed a Rina Shina, and it's uh, and we should uh, we should put that on the table. And he and he was arrested, and um, and I think his trial still is is going on, and that's a heinous crime, and he should pay for it, but. Um, implicating all the organizations, all human rights organizations, even the organization that he works with, as a, as a terror organization that is um, going too far. And we have to know that Palestinians have the right to stand um, against occupation. 
they do not have the right to vote. Um, and we, we do not want them to take to arms in order to fight um, the occupation. So what is left for them to do is to, to do human rights work for the Palestinians uh, in the occupied territories and to, um, to write and, uh, and note all the violations of human rights that are being take, that take place in the occupied territories. Uh, and again, that is the only way that Palestinians have in order to, um, to fight occupation. And now making them a terrorist organization, uh, which just doesn't leave them any way to, um, to fight against occupation. And so this is problematic. What I'm, while again, the declaration has only been made in Israel and not in the West Bank, allowing them to continue their work. So why do you think it, this was done now? I've heard some people speculate that it's an attack on these organizations because they're working with the International Criminal Court. There could be charges against, among other people, uh, Defense Minister Benny Gantz himself. Why do you think this happened now? I really don't have a good explanation. I, 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 I really cannot say. Um, I, I don't, uh, I, I saw the, um, the reports that were, that were brought out from the Minister of Defense, uh, from their, their press, um, their press, the press that they gave out. And I see that what they have is only evidence, very short piece of evidence, uh, from, from, without us telling us who that, that person is, but actually there is in that, there is nothing, no real evidence connecting those organizations or most of the organizations to any kind of um, terrorism. We also, so I really cannot give you a good answer on that. I, I don't know why, why it happened now. Um, um. One of the things that we tended to hear from people who are supportive of this move is they say, why don't these organizations deny any involvement with an organization that Israel deems terrorist? It's like saying, you know, are you now or have you ever been affiliated with a terrorist organization? It's my understanding that today under Israeli law, every Palestinian political organization, including Fatah, uh, Mahmoud Abbas's party, is illegal. Um, and every Palestinian, once accused, is preemptively a terrorist. So how can a Palestinian defend themselves is there any possibility of a Palestinian or a Palestinian NGO kind of clearing their name from a charge like this? Well, it's, it is very difficult since all Palestinian organizations are affiliated to a political party. But again, those political parties um, are, are in, the, in the terrorist organization list. So uh, even political affiliation, which is the case with these organizations, that they're affiliated, all of them are affiliated with, um, with um, the, the Democratic Front of Palestine. Um, they are, that will be enough in, in that sense to say that they are terrorist organizations. But we have to say that this affiliation didn't start yesterday or a month ago or when the declaration was signed. It has been since the beginning of, um, of their work. So what, what happened that 
30 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, um, this affiliation didn't change the, their, 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 the situation. And today it's, it, it's enough to change it to, to be members of, uh, to, to make them um, terror organizations. So I don't know, I can't tell you what happened. I know that there, um, that there has been in, since the, the terror attack um, where, as I said, where um, Rena Schenner um, Zal was, was killed, um, there has been a, a lot of uh, awakening as the beginning. I know that NGO monitors started um, to look for, for different um, connections between the organizations and, uh, um, and, and terror attacks. And since then they have been trying to get evidence from what I, I did see, because I, I worked in, in the military court for a long time, um, they gathered some kind of inform, uh, some kind of evidence for another for another case regarding another organization, um, but it is not it, it it is not hard evidence. You know, it's all speculation, and it's mostly not. Um, it has really nothing to. It's all hearsay regarding the organizations that were declared today. It's not nothing. It's not that if they have like evidence or bank accounts showing that the money came uh, that was brought, you know, from a European country was sent to a or terrorist organization or or things like that. It, it does show that prisoners that were released, some of them worked in those organizations, but that is not illegal. Um, so so I think that they really don't have um, hard evidence evidence connecting. Uh, those organizations, as I said, again, mostly the three organizations that are doing the legal work. I mean, I'm curious because how does the Israeli government define terrorism? Um, well, the, there's the, um, the, there's a, the law on terror defines it in a very, in a very um, white way. Um, and there are a lot of things that can make you um, fall into, into those categories. Um, just being a member, a passive member of, uh, of one of those organizations or, uh, or even um, uh, people that, for example, in the universities um, go, you know, they, they become members of, uh, of the political party and they are um, elected in any in, in the students union or something like that, they can also be charged with uh, with uh, um, articles regarding um, membership or helping a terrorist organization. Even if there's no evidence that they themselves have been connected to acts of violence. Yeah, it, you don't you don't need that. Um, mm. You don't need the connection between act, acts of violence enough that you're a member or that you helped it in any way. As I said. Even um, even in the students' union, if you're a member of one of those declared organizations, and, and you're doing work for for students or cultural work and, and things like that, you you can be charged with with terrorist act. Um, um, there, it, the the 
I'm wondering about the implications of the law for Israelis. Um, I think according to the counterterrorism law, those who express sympathy or support for terrorist organizations are liable to be prosecuted and jailed. And so some Israeli human rights defenders are now being accused. And you yourself, I think, were were accused by an Israeli organization of violating that counterterrorism law. Um, uh, how does this uh, how does this impact Israelis who may be sympathetic uh, to these Palestinian organizations? And 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 um, are you in, are you concerned at all that you yourself could be could be prosecuted? No, uh, I I'm not concerned. I I understood that this organization presented a complaint to the police, and none of us have been. Um, I called um, for interrogation or questioning or, or things like that. Um, but mostly we have to say that it is, it is very problematic because these organizations still, even according to the, to the anti-terror law, have the right to appeal the decision um, um, regarding the declaration. So that would mean that, that people trying to... Um, to help them regarding evidence or regarding the law or things like that, that, you know, that in, in some, some way can be said that it's sympathizing. Uh, but, um, and, and saying that this declaration uh, shouldn't have been made and it stands on, on no real grounds or things like that, that is something that it's still allowed to say. And I hope that nobody applies or believes that they can stop or question any any member of, of the human rights organizations in Israel that actually um, believe that this declaration shouldn't have shouldn't have been made and that these organizations are legitimate. So um, it, again, it's again the, the, the political game, you know, that they're trying to this to disregard um, all all mentioning of, of the organizations or trying to reach the, 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 the basis of what happened, why were they declared like this, or really reaching the truth. Because in what they're doing is like an administrative detention. There is secret evidence, and now you have to prove that you didn't do anything that they say that you're doing regarding the secret evidence that they have. So again, that's what they're doing here. They're saying that this organizations or terrorist organizations, why should the evidence should be kept secret? You know, if and why shouldn't people be be arrested regarding direct terrorist activities or helping activity or, or um, uh, terrorist organizations? So while this is not happening, they are saying that the ones that that question this decision uh, are are being sympathizers. In this sense, you believe that you're, you declared an organization as a terror organization. So bring the evidence, show, show us what, this, what your decision was based on um, and, and, and act upon it. it you, cannot, you cannot say in the one hand that there are terror organizations and in, and in the other hand, um, you, cannot, uh, you, can, you cannot keep this evidence secret. You know, so it it doesn't it doesn't make sense for other organizations that they have been declared. They show the evidence. They show the linkage between terror acts and, and things like that. And and you know, and that I, I guess that's the same in the United States. You know, regarding Hezbollah or 
uh, regarding uh, other organizations. You show the linkage, you know, you can make, you, you want, you, you have warrants for the arrest of the people involved in these organizations. You, um, you, um, you say people that, you know, that you shouldn't be, um, and you, you show the linkage between, between the declaration and the acts of the organization, but here they're not doing it. So that, that is questionable. Um, what do you think is the, you mentioned NGO Monitor may have been uh, part of this, this effort to, to um, have organizations be classified this way. Do you have a sense of what you think the larger strategy is of people on the Israeli right? Is it, is it to essentially shut down the, the kind of human rights NGO sector, both among Israelis and Palestinians? What do you feel like is, um, is the larger effort going for here? I think that um, that there is an effort. I don't know um, how how deep it goes, but there is an effort to try and shut down all either Israeli or Palestinian organizations that criticize the occupation and that that bring forward evidence um, regarding the violations of of human rights and why. And occupation is bad, and it has several several things because most of the people that want to shut down those organizations are the ones that want um, greater Israel. They want to, you know, they want to um, to continue with the with the occupation. They want more more settlements. They want to um, um, maybe they they are the ones that were went forward with the Trump plan. Um, so, so actually if, so those organizations, whether in Israel or, or in Palestine are, are, are making their, their job or their dreams harder. So they, in, in a sense, they, they want to stop them. And one of the ways, whether in Israel or in Palestine is to demonize those organizations. So in Israel, um, they were called traitors, the, the members of those organizations or the organizations themselves. And Palestinians, since they cannot be traitors, they become terrorists. But it's the same, it's, it's the same mode of operation um, and trying to, to bash and demonize people that are against occupation and are trying to show um, what occupation is like and um, what does to the people living under occupation. Um, so my last question was, you are a member, you were, you're in Meretz, you're a member of the Knesset. Um, Meretz is a member of this coalition government. Um, so what is it like to, uh, how do you make sense of being, your party being in a coalition government that is doing, that has taken this action that you strongly oppose? Um, you see, you don't have light, right? Something. I know that the, the uh, it's something about the, the anyone. I sit down for too long, my light uh, goes off. So I, I'm gonna have to stand up and turn on. I'll give you a second to answer the question while I turn on the light. Hey. Okay. There you go. There you go. Um, well, look, this government, I I believe, is is very important in one in one hand for the for the Democrat, Democrat, democracy in Israel. Uh, we've been 
and for for too long um, led by 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 uh, uh, by a person that is now being um, um, in, in that is now being in trial for offenses that are um, that are part of the job that he held before as prime minister. And so a lot of the energy of that government was to destroy democratic organ organisms um, and democratic values in order to um, try to get free from, from that trial. Um, so for Israeli democracy, this, this government is very important. And it is also unique in the sense that people from the very right wing and people from the left wing um, sat together for the first time. And we have uh, an Arab party for the first time as part of the government. Um, and people are people came here to work. So many years we didn't have um, we didn't have a um, active um, a budget. Okay. So now in these days we're working very hard in order to pass the budget that we didn't have a country that didn't have a budget for so many years. And there are so many issues that were left um, that were left uh, without um, that, that were not dealt with. And not only that, that um, the, we have to give again the, you know, the, the necessity of, um, of, of, of saying that the high court is important and is not destroying Israel and that all these organs of democracy are, are, are important for the country. So, so this is a very important country, uh, a, a very important government. And, 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 but on the other hand, all of us, either right-wing or left-wing, we have problems, um, ideological problems with, with, uh, with our partners. And, um, and we're trying to, to deal with them in a sense that this government decided that we're not going to annex territories. And in the other side, we're not going to end occupation. So that, so we have to deal with the other things that, that are important for the citizens of Israel. Um, transportation, the, the cost of living, uh, um, healthcare and things like that. But on the other hand, what we have been seeing is that some of the acts of the right of the right wing of this government and of, uh, of the Minister of Defense is that they're lying that they're creating um, um, a reality that in the end the possibility of a two-state solution will not be possible in the ground building more set more more housing units in the settlements allowing uh, illegal settlements in the ground without dismantling and things like that in eventually in the end will in, will not be possible to make a two-state solution so when when we're in this government our our task is again to stop that 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 building or that uh, settlers a uh, um, illegal settlements or settlers' violence um, from inside the government. And as well, this decision by the Minister of Defense, um, some of the ministers from Merits and the Labor Party have, uh, have presented, um, uh, well, not a complaint, but they asked a meeting with the Minister of Defense 
and they want to see the evidence that's behind uh, the, the declarations. And so I cannot say it's easy uh, to manage this government, or, but I think it's, it's still important. And it's important that these voices are being heard from inside the government and not only uh, from the opposition. Hmm. And sorry, one more. Do you yes. think that there's any possibility that Merits would have the power inside the government to stop settlement growth? I mean, it just seems like the, we see a new announcements of settlement growth. <clears throat> you know, we've seen them over the last few months. I mean, is that really realistic that Merits would, have, would be able to stop the settlement growth from a government led by Naftali Bennett, the former head of the Yesha Council? Well, we have to know, we have to understand that, that um, in another two years, the government will be led by Yair Lapid. So, um, so it, and it also means that, you know, you, the, the decision-making of uh, building house units, it's, it's a long one. It's not, you know, from today until tomorrow. Um, so I, I actually do believe that Merits and our partners, we have, um, we have leverage over, over the decisions not to really to, um, to build those housing units eventually in, in the ground. I'd be happier if those decisions wouldn't be passed in from, from the beginning. But, um, and there are a lot of, and Netanyahu's government before, uh, before the, um, the end of its tenure uh, passed a lot of decisions of building a lot of housing units in the occupied territories, which actually can be, can start their, their they can start being built like any time. And, um, and our, our task, in, or one of our tasks, is not to allow that to happen. Um, uh, uh, thank you so much, Gabby, for sharing your time and your analysis on this really, really important subject. Um, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Please make sure to check out the FMEP website, fmep.org. And please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast to stay up to date. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And you can also watch these podcasts on YouTube. And with that, I'm Peter Beinart signing off for now. Take care and thanks you. Thank you, Gabby, again. Thank you.